You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Welcome, Volm lovers, rebel skitters, and fellow human beings. This is the Falling Skies podcast, and Bing is for doing. We are doing episode six, Be Silent and Come Out. Uh, A very good episode. Uh, You know, very Hal-heavy, obviously. Um, but But a good episode nonetheless. Now... Kind of a before we get really into it. Here's here's the thing, right? So we're obviously going to be talking a lot about how, but we'll talk about some other things as well. What? And uh, you know, I was going to start off the show by saying we we're both wrong. How simple it was that. Well, how let's introduce ourselves. I am Phil Svitek. <laughs> <laughs> Joined alongside Mando Velasquez. You are so impassionate over this episode. I love it. I am, and in because here's the thing. I was going to say one thing. And then the previews came on. I was going to say, how dumb were we to not know that Hal was really the mole, even though it it was so obvious that it was that obvious. And yet the preview for next week says, Hal wasn't the mole. You really, I I always said there was two moles. I always said, well, I always said that Hal is whatever Hal is, but the mole that killed Arthur uh, uh, earlier in the season is somebody completely different. That's that's the way I always felt. So let's let's definitely, let's bring that up in predictions. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because... This whole episode, in many ways, could have been negated just by that <laughs> statement alone. Um, at least in that respect. But l- l- before we get into how, let's talk about Pope. Um, you know, um, I thought here's here, I, I've said this before, and I will say it again. He holds too much power. And here's the thing. Ultimately, uh, go at him right. The bets were enough. Like that, the, the way you know, kind of, he was influencing public opinion in that respect. And then what I didn't foresee but was quickly evident was the call to action you know with people you know hey i'll i'll put a bet on both of them dead and i'll do it myself yeah well i think that's always you know i'm, I'm glad they brought that up because that was something i thought right away when he's doing odds it's like you know you're telling a bunch of people who aren't really the most uh morally uh the morally acceptable people in the world because they're they're uh they're here and they're hanging back while all this drama is going on and they're making bets on who survives this uh the standoff that we see this episode and it's uh, very easy for somebody to say you know what <laughs> i'm gonna say so and so is gonna die and i'm gonna shoot him myself and i'll win 20 bucks just for 20 bucks i know <laughs> and, and therein lies the problem but now you go even further where um you know right the so the second board comes out and he's like, okay, you know, here's what's going to happen. It should House live. Let's take bets on, you know, he's going to get charged with murder. He's going to go away scot-free. Yeah. And uh, therein lies the problem because uh, it, it forces an opinion. It forces uh, 
Negativity. Oh yeah. Well, let's let's go over. I love. I wrote these odds down because I just love all these odds. First <laughs> the of actual all, the, odds, the Pope like... odds. Yes, the actual odds that they said. So, so the original. Uh, for the, those of you, I'm sure you've seen the episodes. So you know what we're talking about. We're talking about Hal and Tom. Uh, I would hope you. Yeah, hope you see the episode to know this, or else I'm revealing odds for something you know nothing about. But uh, <laughs> the odds that Pope had for Tom surviving this whole standoff would be eight to five. So those are. Pretty damn good odds. That's so good. Tom's going to survive no matter what, pretty much. Hal surviving, 14 to 1. So that's a little tougher. Both die, 50 to 1. And both survive 150 to 1. So them <laughs> them both surviving this ordeal that they were going through this episode was uh, apparently the long shot out of all of them. And and both dying uh, actually was uh, a little long shot too, but I guess they could see that happening. I, I think because of the sniper that they had placed, they, they knew that, that Tom was a sure thing for surviving. And then... Uh, but here's the thing, I mean, you know, in terms of that odd, uh, you know, he could have... Uh, Hal yeah. could have shot Tom. Hal could have shot Tom before yeah. before uh, Hal before the sniper before Tector yeah. got to shoot Hal. Yeah. But uh, but you know again that's what the eight to five odds are for. I guess <laughs> that little extra stuff is for in case Hal gets to shoot uh, his dad. Uh, you know whatever's going on with Hal because I guess they didn't all fully they kind of figured he was under alien influence somehow but just in case and then once uh, once they were done with that bet and Hal was on the maybe survive most likely surviving they had the new odds for what Hal was going to be charged with since he was now considered the mole was he going to for shooting Arthur uh, back in uh, Terry O'Quinn, back in episode one I believe it was uh, was he going to be um, charged with espionage which was three to one Murder twelve to one, so that's the long shot. <laughs> Scott free five to one, which I love. I love that murder's really in. I guess murder is in there, but it's definitely going to be espionage at this point. You would think. Is it? It looks look, looks like he got away scot free. Well, yeah, it looks like those were the. Uh, well, you know what? It's TNT. It's Steven Spielberg, and you kind of you know Drew Roy is pretty important to the cast. So, so the audience, I think, knew. Uh, that if we bet on those odds, we will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> we would win some money. And, you know, but again, I think with, with that second board, with the second, you know, bet, you know, um, he 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 has too much public opinion. And, and you know, obviously Lyle's his uh, right-hand man. But, yeah. you know, just even the way... Um, oh, I love that he, line, by the way. The line when, uh, when Weaver finally goes over and uh, has a, a couple of shots of whiskey and says, if you've done anything to influence the outcome uh, directly, if something happens to them, I will personally walt, uh, mount your head on the, this fine establishment. And then he goes to Lyle and goes, Lyle, go, go over to the hospital and see if there's any funny business and then take the comedy right out of it. I, that was, <laughs> I love that line. That, that, that really was brilliant. <laughs> but you could just tell, you know, when Weaver did walk in, just the... Um, the judgment against Weaver, you know, because of because of his friendship with Tom, mm. um, you know, I think was dictated by Pope. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's just. I just love the amount the, the, the whole room gets quiet. Just the amount of respect they had, knowing that they got kind of caught um, with their hands in a cookie jar playing this game <laughs> of life and death. You know, while while Weaver. And, you know, and all the Nolans and whoever else is out there is risking their lives to try and save Hal and Tom. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, let's talk about, I mean, even even before we get to the odds, which we just spent a lot of time with, just Pope at the the front line during this standoff and just him complaining and, and putting himself at risk until Weaver finally tells him to take a hike and him and his berserkers can go. Like one on one moment, he's busy 
you know, just talking about how how uh, well he he's just terrible over there because he he definitely wants to shoot Hal. And Weaver's defending Hal after all the people that Hal has saved. Obviously, Pope thinks that Hal's responsible for his berserkers dying in the past couple of weeks because they all think he's the mole. But from going from one stand, from being like morally righteous and going, we should shoot Hal after all the trouble that's happened, to placing odds like it's all a game. It's so, so messed up. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting. You know, that's the way he's kind of dealing with it. And, yeah. uh, you know, part of it is, you know, he's expressed his feelings to Tom, right? Um, at the hospital. Um, but he just, ultimately, I don't think he feels he's being heard. And he has an opinion. Now, granted, I think the problem is his opinion is not always the best one in terms of being a true leader. I think he's coming from, uh, you know, just trying to poke holes at the situation. And yeah. so that's why he's not ultimately being heard by the leaders. Um, instead, he's being heard by the rest of the, the, the sheep. But how can you take someone like that seriously if they start playing games like well, that's what, what i'm saying after, you yeah. know and, and if he just really kind of i think he would be a great mm. leader if he put all this childish nonsense behind him oh yeah i agree 100 percent. i i you know i predicted a while back that he would be possibly running against tom for president and and with antics like that i mean he does have some the opinion of the berserkers for example yeah but excuse me but uh he does have the opinion of the berserk you know he has their their public Sway, I suppose, but you know, with antics like that, he, he's a joke. He is a joke. <laughs> he's a joke when it comes to the politics of it. Yeah. Um, so, all right, enough about Pope. I think, I think we've covered. <laughs> I know you don't like Pope that much. So. No, it's not that I don't like Pope. It's just, it, it, it's just he makes things difficult yeah. for himself. I will admit he's become a little, you know, Pope wanting to leave all the time. I, I like that Pope being the rebel and just, you know, wanting to give up. But Pope just saying he wants to leave, but he never does. Now he's stuck in Pope Town and doing all this stuff. He's become a little more whiny this season. I like Pope when he has an actual point. To, mm-hmm. uh, to make rather than and you know again had he articulated why they should shoot Hal which he could have done yeah wouldn't have been the overwhelming opinion at that camp right then and there yeah but he could have presented a good argument but but he lets his emotions ride him yeah and it doesn't always work out he could have swayed yeah he could have swayed with a better argument he possibly could have swayed at least some thought some deeper thought into it yeah yeah um all right, so obviously the crux of the whole episode is how. Yeah. And we got right into it right off the bat. Well, yeah, obviously we got into it from the cliffhanger last week where Tom finally hears about Anne and Alexis being taken captive. And he wants to go out there and uh, he wants to go out there and get them right away. And Weaver, boy, they were in a major argument. Weaver is uh, another great line that I love in this episode. Weaver's busy trying to calm uh, Tom down, and uh, Tom says, "In case you haven't noticed, crazy is where I live right now." I love, I just love that line. And that's uh, true. Weaver and and Hal's all for um, going out there right away, guns a blazing, and finding Anne and Alexis without a plan. But Weaver talks Hal out of it. Uh, not Hal. I'm sorry. Weaver talks Tom out of it. And Hal's all pissed off, so he starts looking for uh, Tom and ends up ends up just going crazy and taking him hostage. Evil Hal at work. You know, and you know what? It was it was interesting to see kind of how in that early round of like, oh my god, they're going to kill Alexis and uh, yeah. and Anne. Well, no, you just want to drive this guy to his death, and ultimately, as we later find out, to, to get the Vaughn plans. Yes. So you know, I, this is like it, it's interesting. You know that we know. Karen is aware of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very least, we also know that um, they're taking Karen as a more serious threat now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, Maggie was hugely affected. <laughs> well, of course, Maggie... I mean, this was a realization all of a sudden that most likely how had to be the mole. I mean, who else would who would take their own dad hostage uh, the way that Hal did, and and just uh, you know in front of everyone, everyone got to, to witness Hal being this way. And Maggie realized, wow, I made a mistake. I, maybe I shouldn't. We shouldn't have hit this. Maybe he he was the mole the whole time, and I should have fessed up. And I, I think too. I, I think also she realized um, that there's harder. Just you know, sometimes you have to make the harder decisions. You yeah. know, and, and I know you want to sometimes protect certain individuals but it it's you know it would have been within their best interest to say that information right I, yeah well in in this sense right well, what uh you know ultimately what happened with how okay they um you know through the rebel skitters they got this thing yes it was a dangerous decision but they got the bug out of them mm-hmm. right and so ultimately you don't think you know that could have been always the case we didn't have to go to the, this last resort well, they didn't. Get there. You mean about the surgery they had toward the end of the episode? Yeah, that, I'm talking about that could have that could have always been the solution. But we don't have to have uh, Tom as the hostage. Mm. And, you know, we we could have still had Alexis and and Anne. Yeah. Well, uh, they didn't know about that till they decided to talk to the rebel skitters, and they had that hunter parasite plan. They didn't. But know how exactly would they? How. But what I'm saying, how would they have known if Maggie hadn't? Pre- there was oh, no yeah. problem to have known about. So therefore, why no. would they go? Oh, I get your point. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it would have solved a lot of problems if she did fess up. Although, yeah. again, going back, I, I do believe Hal's not the only. Um, problem in that camp, but uh, but yeah, it would have definitely solved a lot. It would have isolated vi- variables, though. It would have isolated like, okay, variables. Hal is the mole. Wait, there's still another mole. <laughs> they, they just need to isolate variables. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely well. For one thing, he wouldn't have taken his dad hostage if he uh, if he was locked up and they tried to figure out what was going on with the eye bug. Uh, they definitely would have figured it out. But I think the problem, too, I think the thing with Maggie is everyone everyone is familiar with what harness kids can do and the power that harness kids have. But still that eye bug, uh, nobody really still gets gets it. I, I guess they just figured that no one could be that much under uh, alien control without a harness because yeah. that seems to be the main their main weapon of choice to to control people and this eye bug just has formed uh you know it just has shown that it's a lot more formidable than just some little scary bug that goes into your skin and does some weird stuff it actually can take control of you and make you do things against your will i mean again look at how i mean good good job by drew roy struggling as how ha- evil hal and hal apparently trying to figure out you know whether he should sh- he can shoot his dad or his brothers or anybody else in this episode uh, even even Marina in the beginning, I'm surprised he didn't even shoot Marina. I didn't think he had that much of a Hal has that much of a connection to Marina, and uh, and he let her live, and that probably would have solved some of his problems if he uh, if he shot her right away. So uh, well, how about her? Maybe giving the call of like, hey, you know what? If it comes down to it, you shoot Hal. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, she she's taking the role of, of the president, and uh, where where Weaver and everyone else, they're all consider themselves family. And they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to break that apart. They 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 want to use that only as a last resort. Uh, again, Marina's not that close. Again, that's why I thought Hal would well, probably shoot Marina, but uh, Marina's not that close to them. She's well, got to save let's, everyone else's let's life. Save the whole Marina. We'll definitely. Well, we'll, we'll, save talk, Marina. We'll, talk, we'll talk about Marina definitely. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's interesting how this whole you know, uh, for better or worse, this whole family you know um, bonds together and. You know, does the impossible really? I love, uh, I love Tom's speech 
that this is my fault. This is all my fault. I didn't go to enough of your games. I didn't go to enough of your dinners. Uh, I mean, it, it actually did the trick, I guess, when they were when they were in the room. And, it did. Hal shaking o- over this whole thing about how uh, how, but, yeah. how how you know uh, ultimately it, it was effective in that respect. Yeah, but also in in, in the sense of as a father confessing. It was really ineffective because, you know, as soon as Hal wakes up, he's like, what, what happened? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's it's he's going to have to confess again while he's uh, now while he's not under alien power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, so in that in that respect, it was a failure. But but I, I did. That was a great little scene of him bonding with evil Hal and saying how his mom wanted him to be a fighter pilot. And uh, he didn't see it until he got to fight side by side with him and then saw that he has the focus to be a pilot. So I wonder if I wonder if uh, Which, is that any foreshadowing of you know, yeah, airplanes? That's, that's what I was thinking too. I wonder if that would ever be any foreshadowing. If they ever have a moment to breathe, and maybe he'll learn how to fly a plane. If they ever Pope have that teach guy, him. Pope can teach him. Well, Pope doesn't have a plane right now, but uh, Pope can give him his book yeah. that he's reading up on to do that. But uh, again, I mean, really good job by Drew Roy. I thought in this episode, he really got to play both sides. I, I, I the. When we first saw that mirror scene a couple of episodes ago, I compared it to uh, Willem Dafoe in, in, in the Sam Raimi Spider- Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, it's very similar in a way, like him trying to struggle. I mean, we realize now that when he wakes up, he doesn't remember any of that. So I don't know. I guess it was his subconscious battling. Well, that was, that was um, the mirror thing. That was the start of it. And that, yeah. that was where the struggle was lost. Yes. You know, so, you know, that, that made sense mm. at that point. Um and uh, you know, in, in terms of so you have you have Maggie coming in, um, then uh, Maggie, not, then uh, Matt comes in. Yes, Matt, and then uh, and then ultimately Ben eventually. But when he's about to shoot him, when Hal's about to turn the gun on himself. Yeah. So it, it's interesting seeing Hal's kind of reaction to the whole thing, and like, okay, who am I going to shoot? Who am I going to shoot? Okay, wait, now this is something that you guys will all hate. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> um, which uh, was a uh, smart. Decision, <laughs> I guess. If if you're evil, Hal. Yeah, I guess if you're evil, Hal, uh, you might as well just shoot yourself. I guess I don't know if it was a struggle or what, because you saw his uh, instinct to survive later on in the episode when um, when they're about to give him that surgery, and he's busy, you know, screaming that it's out of him, it's out of him. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I I can't judge his uh, his state of mind on both of them, but it was an interesting ploy that he couldn't he can't kill Maggie. He loves her too much apparently, and he can't kill his brother. And he he's already tried killing his dad, but he also needs his dad. So why don't you just kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, there's you know I think I think in terms of that, it's two different decisions. In that moment, it's you know obviously Hal versus evil Hal, um, you know in a subconscious state. Yeah. Um, and so from, you know, if Karen's kind of giving the orders in that moment, okay, kill yourself. Mm. You know, and, and that, that would have done that. Now, once he survived, then uh, then you can have some play with it and just say, hey, you know what? I'm normal. I'm normal. You know, then, then you're oh, for yeah. that ability. Yeah. You know, so it worked out. And trying to it get out It could have worked out well for the bug, but it did not. It did not work out well for the bug. Not at all. And, uh, and you know, it was interesting because I guess that bug is really uh, hidden because Lourdes couldn't find, uh, couldn't find the bug when they put him down. And, and uh, you know, I guess, uh, I guess it's in there somewhere. And they had to go to the rebel skitters 
and find out about this hunter parasite, which, you know, you got to admit that, that uh, the effects for that was pretty cool when they finally injected. Or, oh, or they, that was amazing. That yeah. was pretty awesome. Going in that like army of, of, I don't know what, microscopic ants or something going in his eye. It and, looked like poppy seeds. Yeah, something like poppy <laughs> seeds. Boy, that was really freaky. I was like shaking. I was like, oh, God, it looks so... There were, there were way too many injections. <laughs> well, first off... Okay, so, so so you see Maggie and you see Tom staring, and then the rest of the family at that point, too. And all you kind of see is a huge drill. And yeah. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> and they're drilling. Who's getting drilled? <laughs> and then it's like, okay, they're drilling the, you know. This pod. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, that that made sense. You didn't need to do it right then, and you know, in that kind of scenario. You didn't need to show it in that way uh, uh, through cinematography. Mm. We kind of just assumed. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? They drilled the pod, and then they took. Did it take something out, or it turned out to be kind of like a flower, almost the way it kind of opened up right by the it, eye? It looked like a matrix bug, you know. Like a, yeah, but more in an actual insect form rather than a machine form. Yeah. And then uh, what are they? They froze it or something? Well, it, yeah. It, it, what was it? It went in the eye. His skin started like looking like it was going through the veins, and he started convulsing. And then uh, something, some kind of discharge came out. Yeah. Did they come out of his eye? Where did it come out of? Uh, there was some stuff out of the eye, but then ultimately his mouth was, That's the, what it was. was the big discharge. And then they still do an injection to get the rest of it out, I guess. And then they... And then no, they, I, think, I think they just took it from his lip. Or oh, something. that's what it was. Okay. So, they, oh, they, they used the, the syringe. And then they put it in some jar, and then they... Uh, I guess they had a, a burner, and they lit it on fire so that, I guess, uh, those parasites don't go to somebody else and kill them accidentally or something. That was a really weird... Interesting uh, surgery. Now, let me ask this. Is this, is, is this the solution for um, baby, Lexus? Ooh, I don't think so because it's DNA. It's alien. Uh, for Lexus, she's got the alien DNA mixed in with human DNA. It's not a parasite. Okay. So I would think that and, – and who says that she needs a cure? I mean, she's a new species, as as they determined last week. Pope she, says she... <laughs> well, let's not have Pope making those kinds of decisions, because I think we'd have a dead baby Alexis then. But, uh, but yeah, if she's a new species, it doesn't. it's not going to fix her and make her become human. It'll just probably kill her, because it's part of her right now. Well, the problem, you know, I mean, we got to at least fix a symptom, which is that she's weird. <laughs> Uh, at least Anne. I mean, how weird was she? Yeah, well, she's weird, but I don't think we can. I don't think there's a cure for weirdness uh, in this world. <laughs> I, even in this world here, I don't think there's a cure for weirdness. Okay, well, uh, a medical cure, except for pills, pop and pop and pills, maybe pop and pills. Make, make Alexis a pill popper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, that does not sound good. I apologize for anybody who's offended <laughs> for by baby that. pills. For baby pills. No, I mean Alexis is kind of weird, but Alexis is growing. I, I think what's weird about her is that she doesn't act like a typical ba- baby. But now that we know that Alexis is this new breed of species, that perhaps uh, you get to learn more from her. I mean, she's got insane learning skills. She's learning so much at a rapid rate. Uh, for all we know, she'll probably grow faster, too. That seems to be the cliche that would probably go with rapid learning, possibly <laughs> yeah. rapid growth. Uh, yeah, who knows what other powers she might have, for good or for bad. So, yeah, I can't wait to see more of a once she gets rescued and once we figure out what's going on with her and Anne. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Um, so in, ter- in terms of the style storyline, you know, uh, they did a nice kind of back and forth. Is he alive? Is he dead? You know, who was right? Um mm-hmm. 
So I, I thought that was really interesting and in how it tore um, Tom kind of to piece, you know, to pieces. But ultimately, he did learn, you know, death isn't always the biggest enemy. Yes, death is not always the biggest enemy. Exactly. Which I think is true. Yeah. You know, I think too many people get caught up in that respect. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. Um, so it was a nice kind of change of pace. Uh, speaking of change of pace, uh, all signs pointed to um, Tom kind of resigning, actually. And well, he said it. Yeah. He, it looks like he is, uh, he is resigned for the moment uh, so that he can go on and hunt for uh, Anne and Alexis. I don't think it's just for that. I think it's permanent. Oh yeah, well I uh, I think he's just realized that uh, just too much going on, and I think he's just needs somebody that's more focused on uh, the war because he's got a lot to do with his family. And you know, uh, Marina is not afraid to m- make decisions. Um, and as we found out last episode, you know, she had a family, but now she really doesn't. Yeah. And so you need you need a person like you, you know you need a person like that. Um, and especially if Tom kind of always knew, you know, going back to his speech with Hal, if he always known these things, but he never said them, mm-hmm. you know, now, despite this war, um, he's going to maintain his family. And so she is the best person to kind of lead the way. She seems to have, she seems to be pretty smart, but again, there's a lot of question marks with her. Like uh, what? I mean, she, she'll well, make the unpopular, she, she will make an unpopular decision. It, but what what's her? Uh, I guess uh, I guess the whole thing, especially with the Vuln weapon, is what is her endgame? What's her motivation? Is she doing this because she really does want to protect five thousand people? Is she doing this for her own interest? Is she? I'll say it. Is she the mole? Uh, is also that possibility still there? I think there could be that. I I think not for me. Um, but you could you know you could, we could debate this if you want. But mm-hmm. I think now that Hal or uh, not Hal, I'm sorry, Tom has finally given her the full plan of all this. Right? They were they were discussing like, hey, you have a month, you have yeah. a deadline, things like that. And now that he's kind of trusting her in that respect and, and says, he, you know, here's the full Project Orange, take it, go. Yeah, I think I'm with him. Well, I mean, he he uh, he's got to trust her, and he does trust her, uh, especially now that everyone thinks the mold is gone. Uh, he is allowed; he he feels more comfortable giving more information out. So, uh, and also, well, here's uh, I think um, I think if he's learned anything from the house situation is that you know uh, you got to handle your um, you got to handle things immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And go on your instinct. Now, he's always had... He might have had an instinct about... Well, he did have that something was wrong with Anne, right? Yes. But never took care of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's been uh, nurturing this uh, this pain with Hal for years, right? And, and, and uh, you know, he's got Matt to deal with who's ditching classes and Ben. You know, we'll kind of... we Perhaps we'll deal with uh, him not taking out his spikes. But... Um, I think if she was really bad, he would have had an instinct about it already. Well, it's possible, but then again, Hal was bad, and he didn't have an instinct about Hal. Well, he just didn't listen. Well, that's true. He didn't listen. Uh, uh, but how if if Marina is the mole, how amazing is this setup that Tom just gave the mole ultimate power in Charleston, in the new United States, by making her... Uh, take over for him be to be president how amazing is that but i i, I will say i agree i to mean be, we could debate this go ahead well I'll, I'll i'll help your point um and i'll also say what i was actually hoping at you know as 
the the uh, juxtaposition when when you know you see you, you see the whole Mason family walking out mm-hmm. on their horses, um, and then you have the you know do you solemnly swear I do blah 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 yeah it just wasn't it was a bad omen it was <laughs> a bad bad omen you know and uh, they just had too many kind of scenes together today and uh, you know too much of the notion of you know she's she's going to make a tough decision and you know it's 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 not going to be something that you like and he said to her you know like ultimately it's your decision yeah um so that helps your point more so than mine for me it was a matter of like okay when they return we're going to we're going to be like, more like pope and we're going to deal with the fact that your kid was a mole so he's going to jail yeah and stuff you know and, and stuff like that the spike kid he's getting that removed <laughs> So I think for me, I would like it to be more along those lines, but yeah. I think it's it, it's an indication more towards your argument. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I think. Uh, from very early on, I think I think from the first episode when Arthur died, it just seemed like a woman uh, about Marina's height that was in that trench coat that shot Arthur. So I've I've been saying Marina's the mole from the first episode, and I feel like I, whether they've been giving clues like that, I've just been fe- feeling stronger and stronger. But now that it seems to me. Like, especially that whole, like, she doesn't have a family. Like, I, I, I even said, I thought maybe maybe the skitters, maybe maybe the uh, Shvetti have a, have a kid or something like that of hers. Um, now that it seems so obvious to me that, that they're playing it up like she's the mole, because I really feel it's a little obvious at this point, she can't be the mole. She just can't be the mole. It, it, it's just it's just. But we also said how was the mole, but how kind of was the mole? We they don't how, know kinda, that he's the mole. But there's got to be another mole. It, it, I, I feel that based on what Hal was doing... From the first couple of episodes and what the mole was doing, they were they were still very different things. It was a different alibi. So well, here's the thing, uh, story wise, if if there if someone else is the mole, this yeah. is the worst storytelling on earth. Because we'd have to be introduced to someone who could have been the mole, right? Whether Dan, whether Pope. Well, that's the question. Whether Maggie, who is the damn? You Someone's got to be a mole. Some whoever's the mole has got to be somebody we know. So and we've already seen how the eye bug can actually put somebody under their power, and you think that they're a normal person, but then they actually also do. So there's a thing. bug and pope that's making them do uh, betting charts. Who knows? Maybe it's one of the lesser. Maybe it's a, like a lie. I, I don't know. If, I don't think it would be one of the berserkers because I don't think the berserkers are that in inside the government to to be able to do anything. I don't think Pope would do it either. But it, it could be uh, any of the other characters that we know of right now. I mean, or it could be Marina. And again, Marina has an eye bug, and it's not really just her being. You know, like, like I thought, like I literally thought that maybe, maybe they, uh, Ashvedi have her child or something, and she's acting in, in those respects. But maybe she has an eye bug. I don't know. Maybe it's Lord. Is maybe it's, um, maybe it's one of the other kids. Maybe it, 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 you know, there still aren't enough clues. I, I, I am hoping that once we do find out who it is, that that we'll see the signs. If this we is go worse back. than an episode of Who Done It on ABC. <laughs> Who is the mole? <laughs> who is the mole? Well, like that ABC show, Who is the Mole? Uh, that was also a That show. was also an ABC show. But, uh, you know, I am curious, but I really don't think Hal being the mole is the ultimate. I, I just think that's a lame I think so, too, thing. especially with the preview that happened. Yeah, well, now that you see the preview, yeah, you know. <laughs> But uh, but I've been saying it all along that Hal is not the mole. Hal is uh, under the was under the Ashvedi control, but he was some another part of their plan or another piece of the puzzle. But there's a, definitely a mole there, and we'll get to find out who soon enough. Fair enough. Well, before we get into predictions, let's head into news and gossip. Ooh, all right. After Buzz TV news. 
Well, the big news uh, for any uh, Falling Skies fans, probably, and who are going to San Diego in a week and a half, is that Falling Skies will get, once again make a return to Comic Con. They will host a panel on Friday, and uh, from TNT's uh, TNT's press release, TNT's epic drama Falling Skies, one of Basic Cable's top-rated dramas, is bringing the second mass and its alien resistance fighters back to San Diego Comic Con for a panel question and autograph. Uh, question and answer, autograph session, and exclusive look at what's ahead for the remainder of the third season. Uh, the panel will feature uh, Noah Wiley, Moon Bloodgood, Will Patton, Drew Roy, Connor Jessup, Colin Cunningham, and Sarah Carter. So just about everybody from the main cast, along with the executive producers. And uh, and also Doug Jones will also round up the panel. So Cochise will be there, too. So uh, whether or not he's dead or not, he's still showing up for uh, Comic-Con. And uh, Will Wheaton will be the moderator for the panel. On Friday, and uh, Will Beaton, for for those of you who know, uh, is also hosting the um, Second Watch uh, videos on um, on TNT's website. When you uh, if you've seen the episode, you can go on the website and watch him interview some of the stars as well. So uh, very exciting! This will be Falling Sky's third appearance at Comic Con. So any fans there, keep an eye out on Friday afternoon. Look at that! Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely check that out. I know. Uh, will you? You're going to go to Comic-Con, but will you be there? Will you offer the first-hand perspective? <laughs> I, you know what? I will be there working. Uh, anyone at Comic-Con can look for me. I'll be around somewhere. But uh, I don't think I'll be able to be at the panel, but I'm hoping to run into some of them, and I'll get some scoop. Maybe I'll have some stuff to bring back from Comic-Con. Uh, uh, guys. Well, uh, we got to figure out how you get, uh, get involved in the panel. <laughs> um, anyway, let's head into predictions, because uh, yeah, we got a lot of predictions, actually. Okay. And now... You're after Buzz TV predictions. All right. Um, well, speaking of Cochise, let, let's kind of start on speculation, right? So, so Cochise, right? The, we still don't know what's what's happening with the president, things like that. And yeah. Where that's left off, and and you know, ultimately, as Tom says, they don't need Cochise as a leader, mm-hmm. which is more of a foreshadow of the fact that he's going to resign. Um, but I'd still like to know what's. What's up with him? Well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I uh, before reading the Comic Con news, I would have predicted Cochise is dead. I actually would have thought that because also uh, I saw I haven't looked recently, but I saw on IMDb that Doug Jones was only signed on for four episodes, and that's the amount of episodes we've seen Cochise on so far. But um, based on the fact that he's going to be part of the panel, and they're talking about the remainder of the third season, you got to think that Cochise is still. Uh, gonna be there, or or they're gonna have Doug Jones do double duty and play another alien. I don't know, but I would have to say, yeah, Cochise. you know those episodes where uh, I'm trying to think of a great example. Um, I could, uh, I'll just give you a video game one, and then perhaps you can fill in okay. some other actual TV ones or movie ones where they kill off a character, but the same kind of character returns. Me in, in, like in an Final Fantasy Twin or something. No, no, in Final Fantasy Seven. Uh-huh. Remember the character of Kite Sith. Okay, yes. He died and then came back. Uh-huh. So that'd be funny if Cochise died, but then it's like, hi, I'm Cochise's, uh, um, you know, brother. Yeah. Uh, it happened in Beer Fest. In Beer Fest? <laughs> I love how you went from that to Beer Fest. <laughs> no, it happened in Beer Fest where, uh, you know, the, 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 whatever, the, um, the bully or whatever his kind of mantra was, yeah. uh, you know, he was the only kind of good one when they first started off. You know, uh, landfill, oh, landfill, landfill. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah, and then his, uh, yeah, and then his bro- his brother uh-huh. joined the team. So I think I think something like that could happen with Cochise. That's interesting. I, I'm surprised you didn't see like uh, Andy Ritker in Arrested Development, like all it his different ha- brothers. Yeah, but, the, but, but, <laughs> but the, none of them died. 
yeah, it's not it's not a matter of like, hey, but 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 in beer fest, it was the same kind of thing. Like, hey, you know what? Just consider me like landfill. <laughs> so he became the same person. Uh-huh. So with Cochise, it could be the same. I love person. how you went from just... video games to broken lizard movies. I love it. I love it. It was awesome. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. So so then obviously the question of who is the mole, we've kind of discussed this, but. You know, we, we've got that kind of going on. Molina's not the mole. That's all I'll say. I, I, I can't, uh, I can't figure out who it is right now, but uh, it's going to be a good one. And I, I'd say, well, we're going to find out soon enough. We got to find out. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go in terms of um, what you know. We're 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 on the, this search, yeah. right? And uh, so, whether or not we find her, mm-hmm. whether or not we find Karen, and then as Tom says to Dan, you know, or Dan says to Tom, you know, if you're out there for long. I'm going to come after you. Tom says, noted. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm digging it. This was a really good episode. It's nice to see what's going on, and I'm looking forward to the next week's. I know. It's, it's going to be crazy. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in yet again. Uh, be sure to rate and comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, also... If you like what we're doing here, I urge you to support the show by purchasing Adventure of the Serial Buddies out on iTunes Ooh. now. Um, it's the first serial killer comedy of all time. So uh, critics are dubbing it Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. It's got Henry Winkler, Kathy Lee Gifford, Beth Bears, Artie Lang, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, Maria Menounos, and I'm forgetting a slew of other people, so don't hate me. SerialBuddies.com. <laughs> um, it's called Adventure of Serial Buddies. Um, in the meantime, where can they find you, Nando? You can find me on Twitter at Nandovell. And, uh, of course, you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, whether Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and any social media yet to come. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you here next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 